podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Tuesday before Liverpool play Inter Milan in the second leg of the round of 16 tie in the Champions League. Liverpool lead 2-0 from the first leg at the San Siro and will be looking to press home that advantage and advance to the quarterfinals. Going into this game, we know a couple of things. We know that Inter Milan will not have their best player. Nicola Borello will not play in this game. He is suspended as he was for the first leg. And that's a huge, huge advantage to Liverpool because he is their best player. He is key to how they play. He's the fulcrum of that midfield. And he's the real driving force of the team. And his understanding with Latoura Martinez has been sensational for the last 18 months. And without him, Martinez is not quite as effective. So we know that from the Inter side. And myself and Guy went in-depth on Inter on AI Scouted yesterday, which you can listen to on Anfield Index and Anfield Index Pro. But Liverpool tonight, what are they going to do? Now, with the advantage of a two-goal lead at Anfield, with as good a defence as Liverpool have, you'll feel very confident going into the game. And Liverpool have very close to a full-strength squad available to them. The only player likely to be missing is Bobby Firmino. Thiago Alcantara is back in full training and Klopp has said he should be good to go. Joel Matip is back and he should be fine. So he had an an illness but should be okay. So it looks like Bobby's the only one who will miss out tonight. And that gives Jurgen Klopp lots and lots of options. We'd assume that Alisson will start in goal. We'd assume that Trent and Andy Robertson will be the fullbacks. Matip's return gives Klopp a question at centre-back. Does he go Matip? Does he go Kanate? Van Dijk will be the other one. He could bring in Joe Gomez, but it seems unlikely. Now, I would bet that he would go with Kanate, who played at the weekend, played quite well, did well against Inter. But Joe Matip is a very reliable central defender who can be dropped in and obviously has been first choice this season. So you wouldn't really have any concerns regardless of which of them starts. Midfield is where there'll be some questions. Nabi Keita was excellent at the weekend. He was excellent in the cup final. And he warrants a start in the team. With a 2-0 lead against a team who won't really attack through the centre midfield, is this a game to play Jordan Henderson as the six? Henderson obviously came on away to Inter Milan and put in one of his best performances of the season. So is this a game to start him as the number six and perhaps rest Fabinho? If you do that, then it opens up one of the number eight positions 
And that could be Curtis Jones, who's done well of late. It could be Harvey Elliott, who has struggled since returning from injury, but maybe needs game time to get himself back in a rhythm. He could, of course, just play Fabinho and play Henderson as an eight. He has that option too. I don't think Thiago will start. I think they'll save him and have him from the bench. And maybe he starts then against Brighton. If I had to bet, I think I'd look at Jones, Henderson and Keita as the three. Klopp will probably play Fabinho and make me look silly, but that's, I think, what I would go with is Jones, Henderson and Keita as the three. In attack, again, you've got options. You've got four for three spots with Firmino out, Salah, Mane, Diaz and Jota. It's been the, the Salah, Mane, Diaz three that have started of late, but Jota is now fully fit. He has looked a little bit rusty since coming back. But I think this might be a game where he gets to start. Does he start from the left instead of Diaz? Does he start in the centre? Which would mean either Diaz starts left side or Mane shifts back out wide. I feel like he might go Salah, Jota, Mane and leave Diaz on the bench for this one. Bring him on on 70 or whatever. I've seen some people suggest maybe he'll rest Mo, bring him on if he's needed. But Mo wasn't even in the squad for the Norwich game in the Cup. Mo was taken off early-ish against West Ham. I don't think he'll leave him out. I think Salah will start. I think the question is which two of the other three start alongside him. I think Salah will also be eager to start because he hasn't had the best of games recently. You think back, he wasn't great against Chelsea in the cup final. Wasn't particularly good against West Ham. It might be just one where Salah just needs to get a good performance under his belt, get a couple of goals, and then he'll kick back into the form that we saw pre-AFCON. So I think he will go Salah, Jota, Diaz. Sorry, Salah, Jota, Mane. Have Diaz off the bench, have Thiago off the bench, and have Fabinho off the bench. Who's going to have three better players than that to come on? That's really, really strong. And with that two-goal advantage, they're going to have to come and try and attack us. And it feels like a game where we can counter-attack on them. They're going to have to play a slightly higher line. They're going to have to be more aggressive. They're slow-footed in midfield. Chalanaglu, Brozovic, Vidal, none of them are going to run away from you. The real threat from them comes in the, in the wing-back areas. You'd assume Denzel Dumfries is the right side. With Perisic struggling with an injury, it could be Robin Goosens on the left. That, that's where we'll have to be wary of them. And that's where I wonder if maybe, if just maybe he might think Henderson is the six, Caden and Jones either side. It should be good. And obviously the main Liverpool sites have got plenty of pre-match coverage. This is Anfield have, as usual, done their 10 things to know, put together this time by Joanna Durkin. Uh, Inter enjoy big hit out. So Inter won 5-0 at the weekend. If you didn't see, they beat Salernitana with a Latour Martinez hat-trick and Ed and Dzeko getting the other two. There is a suggested lineup of Handanovic, Skriniar, De Vries, Bastone, Dumfries, Vidal, Brozovic, Chalonaglu, Darmian, Jekyll and Martinez. That's the team that played against Salonatana, except Vidal in for Barella. 
I do think they'll go Golston's left wing back. I don't think they'll play Darmian. If they play Darmian, it's just a free hit for us because he's not very good. And he's certainly not a left wing back. Uh, Liverpool's only absentee is, of course, um, Bobby Firmino. But there was no sign of Joel Matt, of um, Ibrahima Kanate in the Reds' open training session on Monday evening. There's a possible Liverpool 11 here, which is Allison, Trent, Joel, Virgil, Robbo, Fabinho, Henderson and Naby in the midfield, Salah, Diaz and Jota in the front three. Obviously, Diaz left. Jot through the middle, I would assume that would be. Um, Jurgen Klopp has once again made a plea for five substitutions to be brought into the Premier League. This has caused fans of smaller clubs and clubs who won't be competing for honours to have big tantrums, uh, including Crystal Palace fans who, you know, don't really know what they're getting upset about. You're solidly in mid-table and yet you're crying about teams in the relegation battle. Um, conquering all of Europe. It's been a perfect European campaign for Liverpool so far, who've won seven games in a row for the first time since 05-06. They could extend that run to eight on Tuesday night for the first time since October 1984. Matching Joe Fagan's side, who managed a sequence of nine. So win this one, win the first leg of the quarterfinal, and you will have matched that win the second leg then and you'll have set the all-time club record. Liverpool are the only team left in the Champions League who've won every single game. Bayern Munich won all of their group games but drew with Salzburg in the first leg of their their uh, round of 16 tie, uh, tie, whatever you want to call it. And obviously Ajax are the other one. And Ajax drew with Benfica 2-2 in the first leg of their round of 16 tie. So we're the only ones left with a 100% record. You'd like to see us extend that today, but, I mean, we'll take a nil-nil. We'll happily take a nil-nil and just move on. Uh, Fabinho is impressed with, with Luis Diaz. He's been here one month and he's playing on a really high level. was really important in the final against Chelsea. He was one of the best players. The final may be only was maybe only his third game, which is really impressive. He's really good. It's not always easy to play at a high level when you change country and league. He looks like he was playing here a long time. And that's the thing to take into account here. He moved mid-season from Portugal to the Premier League and adapted like it was nothing. Yes, he's not scoring goals at the same rate that he scored in Portugal, but that's not really what's important. It's important how he's contributing to the team. He does have a goal already. And he's unfortunate not to have a couple more. When you consider that we didn't plan to buy him till the summer, anything he can give us between now and the end of the season is a bonus. It's a complete free hit for him. The plan was always to have him come in in the summer, get pre-season, and then hit the ground running next season. The fact that he's come in and doing what he's doing already, he'll get another... Well, we could have 20 more games this season in all competitions. Then he gets pre-season, and then next season he'll just explode onto the league. So any questions over Diaz are just bizarre. I saw some stupid tr- thread on Twitter yesterday criticising him for not passing to Salah when he went on that long run from his own half to the edge of the West Ham box and got fouled by Kurt Zuma. 
But what people don't seem to realize is that if he releases the ball to Salah, number one, he's putting Salah on his right foot. And number two, there are two defenders who will then converge on Salah. And Salah's not passing the ball back. I saw some people say, oh, he could give it to Salah and Salah would pass it back. Salah's never passing from there, ever. Salah's taking the shot on. And I would back Diaz moving like that on his stronger foot over Salah trying to get the ball under control on his weaker foot with two defenders converging. Diaz made the right decision in that one. I saw someone else say, you know, when he against Leeds, when he had that run from the left, where he broke in past Luke Gehling, that he should have squared it to Salah. But if you actually look at it, the pass to Salah isn't on. The shot is the only thing that's on, and he creates that shot from absolutely nothing for himself. Uh, did you know, since 1981-82, Liverpool have only failed to progress in European competition after taking the lead in the first leg once? That came in 0102 when Bayer Leverkusen overturned a 1-0 deficit at Anfield by putting a scoreline of 4-2 beyond the Reds on their home turf to reach the Champions League semi-final. Yep, Michael Balak, I think Berbatov was part of that team. That was a very good Bayer Leverkusen team. Who's the man in the middle? Antonio Matteo Lajus, a Spanish, a Spanish referee for tonight. He's the man with the whistle. Uh, he refereed the Champions League final last season. And he has refereed Liverpool four times before. Um, the Reds have won twice. Drawn once and lost once with this man refereeing. He was also <laughs> he was also the one who sent Pep Guardiola off at the Etihad when Liverpool beat City on the way to the final in Kiev in 2018. Yeah, I remember watching last year's Champions League final. I think the referee was quite good because he didn't really notice him. So hopefully he does fairly well. Uh, Henry Jackson will be doing a match day live blog starting at 7.15 tonight. If you want to keep up with that and watch the game without commentary and with Henry by your side. Uh, Liverpool team versus Inter Milan predicted with Diogo Jota in and Luis Diaz out. Okay, so this is Matt Addison has uh, has predicted that Klopp goes Allison, Trent, Canate, Virgil, Robbo. Fabinho, Henderson, Elliott. That's not a midfield that can work because neither Henderson nor Elliott can play the left-sided role in midfield. Salah, Jota and Mane, so no. Uh, James Martin has gone with Alisson, Trent, Matip, Virgil, Robbo, Fabinho, Elliott, Keita in midfield, Salah, Jota and Mane in the front three. I don't mind that one. That's not bad. Ben Boxick then. He's gone... Allison, Trent, Matip, Virgil, Robbo, Fabinho, Henderson, and Elliot. Again, the midfield is not going to work. Salah, Jota, and Diaz up front. It makes no sense to suggest that Henderson and Elliot play together, unless Henderson is the eight, is the six, because he can't play the left side at eight role. We saw that. I mean, we saw that against Chelsea. It was absolutely appalling how poor he was, and you can't put Elliot there. So, yeah, I would say the only one that made sense there was the team with Fabinho, Elliot, and 
Keita as the midfield three. Liverpool given major advantage as Inter Milan issues evident ahead of Champions League clash. Um, yeah, Inter haven't been great since the first leg, there's no question, but they did win five till at the weekend. So, you know, perhaps they've bounced back. Uh, a couple of transfer bits and bobs here. Liverpool have cheap Jude Bellingham alternative in ideal Jurgen Klopp playmaker. Hmm. Adrian Thomason. I'm just going to go ahead and say no. I, I really am just going to go ahead and say no on this one. Like, he's a decent player. He's nowhere close to the level of Jude Bellingham. He's also 28 years of age. We're not going to sign a mediocre 28-year-old from Strasbourg. We just aren't. It's as simple as that. We're not going to be signing Adrian Thomason. Like, I get that you looked at some data and that's the player it gave up as someone close to Bellingham. But Bellingham is 18 and already better than him. So what do you think is going to happen when Bellingham's 28? He's going to be six or seven times the player. That's just very silly. Liverpool can learn Manchester City transfer lesson to steal 50 million next David Silva from Newcastle. Who's the next David Silva? Oh, Moussa Diaby. I don't know in what world he would be the next David Silva because he's a pacey winger. Yes, he's creative, but he's a pacey winger. He's not David Silva-esque at all. Really good player. I wouldn't be against the signing of him for a second, but he's certainly not a David Silva type. Uh, Liverpool I 118 million double transfer swoop as Bukayo Saka dream makes move conditions clear. Okay, Kanate exclusion was a precaution. So Kanate not being in training on Monday was a precaution. Uh, obviously, Liverpool will now play Nottingham Forest in the FA Cup quarterfinal. Congrats to Forest. They beat Huddersfield 2-1 last night. Saka dream revealed. Uh, apparently, it's his dream to play in the Champions League for Arsenal. And that's fine. And Liverpool are being linked with Diego Carlos, which, again, makes no sense. But Jules Kunde would be nice. We'd take Jules Kunde. Certainly wouldn't take Diego, uh, Diego Carlos, though. That, that would be very, very strange. Uh, and on AnfieldIndex.com, we have a couple of new podcasts, which you should give a listen to. There is the new AI Scouted. It's myself and Guy on that one, no Carl. It is a, there is a Moby on the spot with Jan and Trev discussing the wins over Norwich and West Ham and having a bit of a laugh about the Manchester Derby. There is an AI under pressure called Tacky Techers with Dan Rhodes, Dan Kennett, and Cy Brundish. And there is a new Money Talks with Mo Chatra and Tadiwa going over Liverpool's finances for the 2021 season. Always good with Mo, so give those all a listen. Mo, under pressure, Moby on the spot, and AI scouted. And that will be me for today, folks. I will speak to you tomorrow, hopefully about a comprehensive and comfortable Liverpool victory. See you then. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel 
so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.